In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the Mass today, we hear from the Gospel of St. John. And very often, indeed we may often assume that if we are reading from the Gospel of St. John, the Father, who will be preaching to us that day, will be St. Augustine. Although St. Augustine was not the only father to write a commentary on the Gospel of St. John, his is perhaps the most famous. St. Cyril wrote one as well, St. Cyril of Alexandria. But certainly in the West, St. Augustine's commentary on the Gospel of St. John amongst the fathers reigns supreme. St. Augustine is also one of the illustrious fathers of the fourth century. He lived toward the end of the fourth century, just as St. Athanasius and then St. Hilary in the West lived toward the beginning of this century. St. Augustine comes more toward the end. He was received into the church by St. Ambrose of Milan. Indeed, some would say that St. Augustine reigns supreme above all of the fathers. Certainly, when it comes to the quantity of his writings, especially because so many of them have come down to us, he seems to dwarf all of the other fathers. Although I wouldn't want us to neglect any of the others of this glorious period of the Church Fathers simply because St. Augustine, great as he is, wrote so much and therefore overshadows all of them. If you have read anything by St. Augustine, I suppose it is most likely that you have read his Confessions. That is the story of his conversion, where we learn so much about his holy mother, St. Monica. Certainly, I would recommend that is where you should start. If you are to read anything by St. Augustine, you can start by reading his Confessions. This is a wonderful time of year to do so. Many of you have also read The City of God, which is his glorious portrayal of the church. It is his entire Christian worldview, as it were. And this is a very good one for you to read as well. If you would like to turn to something else after that, then I suppose his commentary on the Gospel of St. John would be a wonderful choice. You could have your Gospel of St. John in hand, along with your commentary by St. Augustine. Now today, St. Augustine offers us an allegorical interpretation of this passage of the Gospel. But he justifies himself in doing this because of the very nature of the Gospel itself. We all believe with divine faith that the Gospels, like all the books of the Bible, are divinely inspired. And therefore, we cannot pass over any word or indeed, as is the case today, any number in the Gospel or in any other part of the Bible without taking note of something important having been said. And today it is very clear what is said. The details we are given seem at first glance to be of little importance to us so many centuries later. And yet the fact that the evangelist was careful to note down these details for us 
only shows that they must be of some importance. Such, at least, is the teaching of St. Augustine. It says by this pool, this pool in the area called Bethsaida, a pool which has no water in it today, but you can visit this area if you go to the Holy Land, it says there was a certain man who had been there 38 years in his infirmity. And Jesus comes to him and he asks him, dost thou wish to get well? And the sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. For while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus simply said to him, rise, take up thy pallet and walk. What makes us pause, and indeed what made St. Augustine pause here, is the insistence on the number 38. Why does the evangelist bother to tell us that the man was 38 years old? We can have no doubt that Holy Mother Church endorses fully the teaching of St. Augustine on this passage. Not only does she place his sermon in the night office so that all priests read it today, but in fact, Today is a very important day on which to place the reading of this gospel. We have 38 days left until Easter. And so we can have no doubt that is why the church placed this gospel at this point, especially because St. Augustine teaches that this number 38 has everything to do with this time of Lent that we are observing. He speaks of the 40-day fast, which in his time was already very long established, as a preparation for Easter, the 50 days he speaks about, the 50 days of Easter. We pray by four, prepare by 40 days. And he asks, why is this man 38 years old and infirm? His, he has not reached the perfect number, the number of penance. He has not reached the number 40 because two numbers are lacking. What, in fact, is lacking to this man of 38 years? St. Augustine explains that everything that has led up to this in the life of our Lord and his ministry makes it very clear. When we say that the number two is missing, we mean that the New Testament is missing from him because what came with Christ in the New Testament is the twofold commandment, love of God and love of neighbor, which consists all the law and the prophets. All perfection is to be found in the perfect law of Christ love of God and love of neighbor. Is, this is what is lacking to this man who has 38 years but has not reached this perfect age which will come now because our Lord heals him. Our Lord grants to this man who represents indeed all those awaiting the coming of the New Testament and in a moral sense refers to all of us who have undertaken this time of penance because we are so sorely lacking in the commandments of Christ. Christ is here now, this very day, to heal us from our infirmity with his twofold law of love. If we humble ourselves before him today, then we know that by his grace, we shall be granted an increase of charity. Charity will fill our hearts, and we will have the Holy Trinity dwelling within us, and thus be able to fulfill this twofold commandment of love, which is impossible to fulfill without divine grace. 
It is thus, says St. Augustine, that we shall receive, as he says, our denarius, that is, our, our penny, which signifies, of course, 10 counts of currency, which he explains is why then, after 40 days of penance, we celebrate Easter for 50 days. We crown our time of penance with a denarius, with a tenfold piece of currency, so that we have full 50 days of celebration after our 40 days of fasting. Let us regard this day as the Church wishes us to regard it as a time for the renewal of our Lenten resolutions, regarding how much we have failed even in this first week of Lent. And as a full 38 days remain to us now until the glories of the resurrection, let us resolve to humble ourselves before our Lord in confession and beg for an increase of charity, for love of God and love of neighbor, so that we may perfectly fulfill the law of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.